Over the course of my life, I remember feeling responsible for the outcome of many things. When I was young, I felt like I had to keep the peace in the family. Growing up, I felt like I had to control those in relationships or getting the jobs I applied for and making the money I needed to keep a roof over my head. The thing about all those circumstances I mentioned is that failure is inherently built in. And so I struggled with never doing or being enough. And in all those circumstances, the outcome was never my responsibility. My level of thinking was as high as I could reach for what I could accomplish on my own. And that kind of life is tiring. After Monica died, I saw how crazy it was to think that I had control over any of it. See, it took her death and her example of being certain of God's provision that started me on a journey to stop working so hard to make everything happen. When I began Grief to Great Day, I made a conscious decision and a promise to God not to do that. Now, I still had to work hard, but I gave the outcome to God, and that's so much better. I'm not fully healed of this issue, but certainly I am far from where I was. The irony with us humans is that we try to control all of the things we cannot, and yet we take no responsibility for the things we do have control over. Well, maybe not you, but that has been my experience. Listen today to see how life can be when you allow God to control the outcome. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thanks for being here. I want you to always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the Democratic Republic of Congo, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., Texas remains the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 90 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever state or country you are in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, and if that is you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I am glad you're here, though, because it tells me you are taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website, 
grief2greatday.com and click on the book tab to read about the book Dying to be Healed. See, her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you're listening to me today. Now, if you are just starting your journey, please know that life will change. Today is not your forever. It's important for you to hear that often. And that's not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one because you never will. But you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. In the third of four episodes on Cousin Jesus to Abba Father, we're going to talk about how to know if we have peace in the outcome being controlled by, no, not us, but by God. And if that word control hits home, then we are in the same boat. <laughs> because I think we all struggle with trying to be in control. And if you didn't know that about yourself before, grief will really shine a light on it. I wanted to control how I felt, when the waves of grief would hit, where I cried, and even how God wasn't doing what I thought he should. The problem with our desire for control is that we forgot in regular life that God is the source of all we have. Now in grief, I double struggled to allow him to be the source of all things, including peace and provision, because the outcome of Monica's death was certainly not what I wanted God to allow. I was not okay with that outcome. As with the other episodes in this series, I'm going back to my childhood friend's sister who had a blog and can eloquently highlight what I'm talking about. Kathy now lives in heaven, but she is still making an impact on earth. The title of this blog, Resource or Source. And this is Kathy speaking. I'm scrambling this week. The details are many. The time is short. The deadlines are looming. So naturally, I'm overwhelmed. And naturally, I turn to problem solving, listing my resources, seeking solutions. And the reality is that my personal list of resources is very long. So I am one blessed girl. See, I have my brain, my somewhat functioning body, a bank account, my property, credit history, family, friends, co-workers, stores, the internet, access to professionals of various kinds, technology, and freedoms of many kinds. I have tons and tons and tons of resources. I'm ridiculously blessed. God has given me so much, which makes it very, very easy to rely on my resources. This week, it's all about preparing for future events. VBS next week, the short-term trip to Guatemala in a little over two weeks, and then moving to Guatemala for a year in a little over a month. Other times, my challenges look very different. Something goes wrong, an issue arises, or a challenge looms. Regardless of what is causing the stress, my first instinct is to catalog my resources so I can then go into problem-solving mode. What or who can I use to meet this challenge? How can I fix it? What can I do to make it better? But here's the real problem. The challenges I face, we face, shouldn't make us seek our resources because they are just that, resources. They are not the source. They are gifts from the source. Good things from the hand of a good God. 
the God who created all things, including me, the giver of good gifts and the ultimate gift himself. He needs to be where I turn first. He needs to be the only one I automatically seek, not scrambling to gather my resources and figure it out, instead turning to him and asking him to show me the answer. Most likely, his answer will utilize some of my resources, but they are not my hope, not my bottom line, and it isn't up to me to figure out how to best use them. So in every situation, I have to ask myself some hard questions. Am I seeking the resources or do I seek the source? Am I after his hand or am I seeking his heart? Am I relying on the gifts he has given to meet my needs or am I relying on him? It is a subtle distinction, but it makes all the difference in my heart and my outlook and my decisions and in the truth of what I actually believe versus what I say I believe. Because when our resources become the things we look to in order to solve a problem, they take his rightful place. Whether that resource is a person, a best friend, a spouse, a coworker, or a mentor, or that resource is something tangible like money or possessions, even when that resource is our God-given talents and abilities, when we rely on anything other than him, it becomes our God. The resources become the idols, the things we actually worship, because we look to them to provide or protect, to make us prosper, to show us the way, to guide our steps, and we relegate him to at least second place. So we have a choice. I have a choice. Problems hit they always will since we live in a fallen world. And when they happen, I have to choose. Where do I go? What do I do? Do I start by cataloging my resources or do I start by seeking him first? Do I say, oh, Kathy, you can do this. Get yourself together and solve this. Or do I say, okay, Abba Daddy, King of Kings and my source, here is the situation before me. What would you have me to do? Who is on the throne? Me or him? My resources or the source? I have found that having my resources in first place never, ever works. People fail me. Things fail me. Systems fail me. I fail me. But putting him in first place always, always works. Seeking his heart about a matter. Finding out what his word says. Modeling what I do after what Jesus did, laying every burden at his feet. When I do that, he supplies the resources, bringing to mind something I haven't considered, providing in a way I didn't expect, showing up in the midst of my limited resources and multiplying them in astonishing ways. I should add, this verbiage isn't original to me. I heard Tony Evans tell his congregation that if they ever figured out how to turn first to the source rather than their resources, their lives would change. And those words resonated with me. It's exactly what Jesus meant when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and he will take care of all the details. That's Matthew 6:33, catechized. <laughs> He's promised that if we keep him as the source, 
the main thing, the first thing. He will supply every resource we could ever need. Resources are good, but the source, he's the very best. Relying on my resources brings exhaustion. Relying on my source brings peace. Relying on my resources means they may run out. Relying on my source means I have a limitless supply. Relying on my resources brings glory to them or to me. Relying on my source gives him all the praise he is due. Y'all, that was good, wasn't it? The word of the week this week, in line with what Kathy said, is Matthew 6, 33. I'm going to read Matthew 6, 30 to 33 from the message version. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. So your journey works for the work of your journey this week. Think about what things you are desperately trying to control. Or a good way to find those things are where do your fears lie? What are you scared of happening? I know in your mind you're like, well, it's happened. What I fear has happened, and that's why I'm listening to this podcast. But there's more, and especially in grief, there's more. So think about the things you are holding tightly to. And we don't need to know the reason behind that. I just want you to take one of those things that you've thought about, and I want you to give it to God. Give the outcome to God. Let God be your source. So do an experiment. And allow the outcome to be his, regardless of what happens. Remind yourself over and over that God is the source of all, which means the outcome is for your best. The outcome will work together for good. The outcome will bring him glory. And the outcome will probably amaze you. You may not feel like it right now, but if your hope, your certainty is founded in God, the source of all, all things, there will be joy again, and you will have purpose in the life you are rebuilding. Oh, and there's something big headed your way. I want you to join the private Facebook group, the Grief Group for Christian Women, to get details before anyone else. And I'll give you a little hint. It includes something you really want and eight amazing women. So keep listening for more information. Oh, and it's free. Now, by listening to this episode, it tells me you're taking action. You're doing the work of grief, and I know that's not easy. If you're ready to take another step toward healing, then check out the other resources on the website, grief2greatday.com. If you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. Check them out. I'll leave the link for Kathy's blog as well, because they are a real blessing. In the meantime, 
Remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. Keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on that couch and you keep taking those steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.